Hello there, you lovers of Napa Valley. It is summertime here, and it's getting hot out there. Folks are going out to grill amongst the verdant vines of our wine country. And in honor of our wine club director emeritus and barbecue champ, we're thinking about you grillers. So in honor of him, Mr. Pat Burke, during the month of July, we'll be donating 10% of the sales of our own Burke's Blazing Barbecue Old Vine Zinfandel to his wife's American Cancer Society Relay for Life effort. So pick up some Zinfandel, take it out to the barbecue, wherever you might be. Come visit us in person on Silverado Trail. Give us a call at 707-255-2332 or pick up some Zin online at www.judshill.com. You'll enjoy the wine. You're going to help a good cause. Drink well and do good. So speaking of our wine club, I hope you remember... If you're not, you really ought to be. We're always showing you a good time. Uh, We have got our Lobster Luau Wine Fest coming up in August. It's August 3rd. It's a seafood bonanza featuring Maine lobster, just mounds of crustaceans, seafood, uh, flowing wine, the old-time romantic sounds of Hawaii via the Maikai Gents. That's my band, by the way. And that's happening August 3rd at the winery. And if you're a wine club member, you get preferential pricing and what do we call it a head start on tickets and it's always sold out also coming up for the wine club an exclusive dinner in hollywood california at the legendary magic castle that's coming up on august 14th you can join me there for an evening of magic and mystery and wine you can join our wine club to get in on all this by visiting the website or giving us a call just don't miss out on all the good times that we can provide for you Let's talk about today's guest. Chef Kelly McDonald is the executive chef of the Napa Valley Wine Train, and we'll find out what it's like to be rocking a galley that's rolling through the valley. He's definitely a dude who belongs in a kitchen in motion, as you'll find out. He exudes cool, and you're going to enjoy the show. All aboard! Sorry, I I couldn't resist that one. Get ready for another heapful of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa, Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show. And now, here he is, Napa Valley's ambassador of good times, fine wines, and lame rhymes, John Finkelstein! Thank you very much to our in-studio announcer, Mr. Lauren Mole. How are you today? Doing good, Judd. It's very nice to see you. A lot's been going on with you lately. You've, uh, well, first of all, you had a birthday. That's right. Wow. How'd it go? It went good. Should I ask how old you are, or do we want to keep that shrouded in mystery? Mm, probably shrouded in mystery. All right. Your voice will just um, be eternally youthful, no matter how old you are. Did you do anything big to celebrate? Uh, nothing much, except we had my grandparents come over from Lake Almodor, which is five hours away. Five hours. And that is by mule cart? Uh, no, actually, that's a few miles out of Chico. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You know, you must be old enough. I won't get more into that, but I'm glad that they came and you had a good time with them. You have dinner? I did. Excellent. I, I won't get into your age too much, but I will say I was surprised because you're a very youthful looking young man. And a couple weeks ago when we were at 
Trader Vic's for the uh, for the Judd's Hill winemaker Luau, and you introduced the band. You know, I saw you walking around. You were you were holding a beer and drinking off that, and I thought, my goodness, does he have a fake ID? But uh, rest assured, I've checked into matters, and you are old enough to drink legally in the state of California. Yes, I am. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, you've got something big coming up, too, I think is worth mentioning. On August 6th, you will be singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game at the Giants game in San Francisco. Yes, AT&T Park. AT&T Park. This is a big night. This is, and it's also a Jewish Heritage Night at the Giants. I, I looked it up, and it looks like a lot of fun. They're going to have um, uh, a pre-game party with Modest Yahoo, uh, the great performer. You know, he, he's he's a lot of fun. Um, they're they're having what does this say? I'm looking at the 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 piece right here. Oh, commemorative dreidel for those in attendance for your next Hanukkah party. And you will be able to see Lauren singing. Now, how did that come about? Oh, it's because it's with the uh, new foundation I'm with. Everybody is a star. Right, right. And they, they hooked that up that you would be able to sing. And now Everybody is a Star is an organization. I'm also going to read this because I don't want to get it wrong. But it says the mission of Everybody's a Star is to provide special needs youth with a greater sense of self-esteem, confidence, and success by providing them with opportunities to learn from and work with professionals in the music, film, and live production industries to create recordings, videos, and performances in which they are heard and seen as the true stars they are. And you did a video. We've talked about this before. Yes. And it's still up at everybodystar.org. You can get more information about the organization, everybodystar.org, and see Lauren's fantastic video. So when you sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game, are you going to do a traditional version? Are you going to put your own Lauren Mole spin on it? Uh, we're, we're just doing the, uh, the traditional way. The traditional. Oh, you say we. Is somebody else doing it with you? Uh, yes. Oh, who's that? Uh, my other friend from Everybody's a Star and from Broadway Bound Kids in Sonoma, Eva Sapper. Oh, Eva, she has a video up as well. I yes. saw that. That's really good, too. Yes. Oh, so the two of you, it's a duet. Uh, yes. Fantastic. And if folks want tickets, I'm not sure. There are tickets. I went on last night to, to get some tickets. I thought, that sounds fun. We'll see Lauren. We'll get a, a commemorative dreidel, <laughs> Jewish Heritage Night. And it said tickets were unavailable. Now, I don't know if that was just for the ticket that gets you the dreidel. Maybe those tickets are sold out. But um, still, if you want to go, if anybody has tickets and would like to send this uh, radio host, I, I wouldn't mind. Let me know. I'll pick up some tickets. Maybe I'll trade you for wine. Or maybe the uh, regular... Uh, what do you call them? Just the regular seats that don't get you the dreidel and the modest yahoo. Those might still be available. One way or the other, you're going to be fantastic. You are a star, and I'm looking forward to, if I can't see it in person, if I can't get a ticket, at least hearing about it or maybe seeing it on YouTube. Somebody will record it, right? Um, Maybe. I hope so. Maybe we could play it on the show. Maybe. It could work. Okay. (laughs) Glad to hear that confidence. Would you please now introduce our guest? Sure, Judd. In a kitchen that rolls. He's grilling over coals while serving up dishes and bowls, achieving delicious goals. I'm Lorne Moles, and here's Napa Valley White Train Executive Chef Kelly McDonald. Good morning, Kelly McDonald. Good morning. That was one introduction, Matt. I have to say, that's, that's great. Isn't he? Well, he's a pro. <laughs> well, I'm very glad that you could join us here today. You know, the, the wine train is such a an iconic part of our valley here. It's been going now, I think, 24 yes. years. Mm-hmm. And you've been on it for much of that time. 19. 
19 years you've been yeah, on the train. 11 years as the executive chef. Well, yeah. I want to get into how that works, but I, I want to find out. I mean, you've been with it so long, and I've, I see you not only involved with the train, but out and about. Your picture used to be on that rail car in Rutherford, um, you know, welcoming people, saying, come on the wine train, I make delicious food. It's <laughs> a big billboard with your picture. But how, how did you come to it in the first place? Uh, let's go even further back. How did you... Let's go even further back. Where are you from? Are you local? Did you grow up here in the valley? Um, I'm loco. You're loco. for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, (laughs) For working on the wine train, uh, you have to be uh, because it's, you know, different every day. Yeah. Uh, But uh, I'm from um, a town near Yosemite. Uh, So I was born and raised here in California. So I'm a Foothill Sierra boy. Yeah. And grew up rock climbing, Harley riding, fly fishing. So that's kind of who I am. Uh, and uh, uh, I just uh, always have to have my hands in the dirt, you know, when I'm yeah. not at work, uh, love gardening and things like that. So, you know, that's primarily California is who I am. Well, that makes sense. You know, given your, your personality, you're, you're outgoing, you're kind of edgy, you've got a certain verve to you. I know you're big into motorcycles and, yeah. and uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're a Californian. Did I you can say see edgy? Your edgy. You're edgy. A little, you're a little edgy. I, actually, I couldn't imagine you in, in a, lack of a better word, like a stationary kitchen. You seem like a guy that's always going to be on the go. So it seems like that's a good fit for you. Yeah, I, I love what I do. How'd you get into cooking in the first place? Uh, grew up European. Um, you know, sipping wine. I never had to, uh, to you know, with my Portuguese um, grandparents, I never had to sneak wine when I was a kid if I wanted to sip it. I could. Um, also, uh, food was just everything we were. Bad times, good times, in between, you know, holidays. I was on a stool with Grandma, uh, baking whatever, cooking whatever, and everybody else was out. All the other kids were out playing army men and yeah. uh, and hiding from the parents when I was, <laughs> you know, sipping sipping port with Grandma and and baking. So how nice! You what know, a good I started at probably. Age five, I was taking cardboard and putting it on my head like a stovepipe hat, you know. Instead of having a a, a, a toy gun, I had tongs. So <laughs> it was kind of was in. It was written pretty early. That yeah, that's been that's been who you are from the beginning. It sounds yeah. like. Do you remember some of the things you said baking? But do you remember specifically? Were there any old Portuguese recipes that you learned from Grandma? Yeah, what turnovers. Your, yeah, turnovers. Um, uh, the crab rice, um, Portuguese crab rice, is a part of tradition now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we always we knew it was extra good when Grandpa wouldn't get all the all the shells out of, out of the crab meat, and one of us would find it, and Grandpa would give us 25 cents because that was the prize. Oh, you got rewarded. Yeah. Incentivize the kids to find the dangerous things. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, every, every, everything has a food memory uh, growing up. Uh, trout fishing and time flies and, and uh, on the riverside, you know. Um, it's... That's... You, there's a story befi- behind food. Um, you know, we, we need that to survive, but mm-hmm. there's a romance uh, that goes with it. And I think, you know, that passion started very young for me. Now, you were out on the river fly fishing. I imagine um, you wouldn't catch and release. You'd probably catch and cook. Oh, yeah. Uh, now we do that it, it, when I have time um, to, to go uh, do backpacking and stuff. That's when I really... 
you know, dive into it and, and focus on it. But, uh, you know, fishing is one of those things you just don't do really quick and then go to work or, you know, right. it's not like, a, not like a game of golf, you know, get it in and then, you know, go to work. But, uh, um, yes, absolutely. Um, you, you, we ate a lot of fish growing <laughs> up. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm sure when you're backpacking, your backpack is full of your chef's tools as well, right? So when you catch, you're able to just take care of business right there on yeah. the riverbank? All the lightweight stuff. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. And gardening too was part of your, yeah. Yeah. You know, gardening and, um, growing and growing, growing vegetables and, you know, just have to have to have my hands in the dirt. It's just right important. On. It sure is. So as you had that early imprinting, um, you had the feeling you're going to be a chef. What led you on the path? Did you go to school? Did you work in restaurants? Uh, I did both at both. the same time. Okay. Uh, um, I got in an argument with my dad over what clothes I was going to wear to high school. And, <laughs> you know, I, most people in the Valley know me, but I'm a redhead. And I was, I was 80, like 89 pounds in a senior in high school. <laughs> okay. So I had a target on me all the time. Um, and I wasn't shy. And You're a very bit slender cocky. man for the, your love of food. You know? Yeah. So, so even back then you were... Thanks, Judd. I work out. Not okay, really. <laughs> Not really. Buff too. <laughs> but uh-huh. yeah. And uh, so uh, my dad says, if you don't want to wear the clothes that your mom and I are, you know, buying you, then you need to get a job. And uh, so I was 16 and got a job and I've been working ever since then and in the restaurant business. And I went through culinary school uh, locally uh, up in Columbia State Park up there at oh. uh, City Hotel. And I went through it for four years and um, had an absolutely amazing um, time there. I mean, uh, and then I did my externship in the city. Uh, uh, San Francisco. Yes. As we call up here, the city. The city, yes. And uh, the rest is history. I moved here 22 years ago and worked for some great restaurants and then found the wine train. And it stuck with me. I'm stuck with it, and I love it. <laughs> well, you, you are one and the same, it seems, the wine train. It's hard to separate you two. Well, how, did that connect- how was that connection made? All right, so this is the first time I've ever told anybody this. Uh, oh, great. I, I was, I wait was, a minute, wait a minute. Lauren Mole, let's, let's have a Judd's Napa Valley Show exclusive announcement. Like, this is a Judd's Napa Valley Show exclusive. This is a Judd's Napa Valley Show exclusive. Thank you. Continue, Chef. Yeah, there should be music. Dun, dun, dun. I'll put it in in post-production. Okay, uh, wonderful. Thank you. Nice. All right. Well, uh, I was I was burnt out uh, working uh, other places in the valley, and I needed a change, and I wanted to spend a little time with the family, and I did a uh, a benefit with Margaret v- Beaver uh, for the Opera House, and I was discovered by Mr. and Mrs. D. Domenico. Oh, the owners the of the wine train. Uh-huh. The late great owners of the wine train, and. Uh, I got a phone call and said, hey, why don't you come and apply? And, and uh, so I did. And I thought, well, I'll do it for a while and see what happens. And 19 years later, it's just been, it's been an amazing journey. Uh, I, I was always treated like family. I, 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 you know, I, I treated it like my own restaurant. And mm-hmm. they embraced that. And uh, here I am. So when you started there, they give you, and you still have basically free reign, nobody's breathing over your shoulder saying, do these types of dishes. It's really your, your way to create and 
and express yourself? Uh, absolutely. And, you know, I'm, uh, I always want the criticism, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, you, you can't say you don't roll your eyes back and go, oh, man, you know, here it comes. But uh, being a chef, you have, to, you have to have some thick skin and oh, yeah. really pick out what, you know, what people are, are, are trying to convey in their experience and what your dishes are. But so everybody has an opinion um, and they're, they're, you know, they're taken in stride. And, uh, but, uh, yes, to answer the question, um, it's, I have full reign and it's, it's an awesome, it's an awesome time because I can go in and say, okay, I want to create this trend now. You know, we were doing Portuguese food and people jumped on the bandwagon on that in the Valley, which is great. We all get ideas from each other. Mm -hmm. And so I jumped off that bandwagon and, and I have some other ideas up my sleeve for the, for the summer months. And, uh, it's just, it's a blast. Well, it's exciting to see. Is there an overall philosophy that you have that kind of guides you through your cooking? Yeah. If you need help, work harder. <laughs> That's a good one. Why not? Um, you know, you just ha I just have to feel it, Judd. I mean, I think, um, you know, I do, I do some of my best work driving in the work, leaving work, you know, thinking of the next yeah, day. The ideas. Yeah. You know, I, there are no rules, really. Mm. There, you know, it, I think the boundaries of the wine, uh, of, of working on in the kitchen of the Nat Valley Wine Train is there are no boundaries. Like if I want to be, you know, on the cutting edge of things and in one of the, you know, best place for food and wine in the world, one of, one of, um, you know, to say you're a chef here in the Napa Valley, you know, we're in competition with ourselves and each other every day. And so, you know, it's, uh, uh, doing what we do on the train is a must because there's so many great places out there to eat in the Napa Valley. So we, we can't use an excuse that we were on a train. No, no. And, and I know several locals really refer to the train as a restaurant. You know, they recommend it as a place to eat and have this other great experience, you know, rolling up and down the valley. And I've even heard friends say, um, you know, I would have met you, but I got stopped at the crossing the restaurant was rolling by <laughs> yeah i get calls all the time you may be late for work kelly yeah that's... thanks a lot <laughs> get up earlier nice hearing from you nice nice if folks care they, yeah, they know where to yeah. find you but you are also committed to the whole uh sustainability oh, correct yeah. like your your meat doesn't contain hormones you source mm -hmm. from sustainable um farms you want to talk about that a little yeah, bit? yeah well you know um one of my favorite uh, meat sources is Five Dot Ranch. That's local. Oh, yeah. Wonderful people. Sure. Um, Lori Flicker is a great person. She'll, she'll call me up on a Tuesday, and it's more like, hey, neighbor, you know, what can I get you this week? And That's and, nice. You and know, it's good to have, not to interrupt you, but I, I do enjoy going to their, their counter at the Oxbow Market and getting just really nice cuts of meat. Yeah. That, it's that passion. I mean, you have passion. You have an amazing amount of passion for music, for for wine, for food. I mean, it just, it just leaks out of you. I mean, when, <laughs> on Friday when we were talking last week, you know, it, there's so much in common with us napkins. But yeah. uh, to, to find people that you purchase things from, um, such as Five Dot Ranch and, and other, other great places here, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a bonus to have people that care as much about what, what you, you know, what they do as you do. So, Well, I certainly appreciate that. I mean, I 
I know I certainly care, and it's, it's nice when folks are, are as into the cuisine and the integrity of it as you are. But I can't imagine you have to offer so many different experiences with each trip on the train. Mm. How does that play into it? That must be difficult. You've got the, the, the high-end experience, which is in your Vista dome car. Mm-hmm. Then you have your, you know, the fine dining in the, what is it called, with the sit-down... Well, the, the, the gourmet experience. The gourmet experience. Uh-huh. But then you also, aren't there more kind of the snacky options? or? Well, we don't have, I like that word, snacky. Well, um, smaller. But yeah. No, there's the open air um, grill car, which is our Silverado. Ooh, it's early. early. Help <laughs> me with that. Silverado. There it is. Grill car. And so that would be more country, more grill, more... A little more down to earth as far as uh, sometimes we do burgers, we do mm-hmm. uh, lamb burgers and high to seasons, things like that. Um, right now, the menu is anything, well, kind of eclectic grill mixture of food from around the globe. Like we have an ahi tuna with, uh, with an Asian salad, Mac Daddy's ribs. Oh, all right. All right. That's me. You're the Mac Daddy? Yes, well, Mac, you know. Oh, Mac Donald. Yeah, yeah. there you go. And um, so, yeah, so that would be more laid back. Ice cold beer. Yeah, uh, on the wine train. Oh, on the wine train, because it takes a lot of beer to make great wine, right? Great wine, uh-huh. great food, I'm sure, too. And uh, and then the gourmet experience is, uh, the quality is the same, Judd, throughout yeah. the train. It's just a, a, a different choice of, of a menu. But you did you hear that sigh when you said there's there's a lot of responsibility in all the different menus and venues? Yes. I was just there thinking is, from a logistics yeah. point of view, that's got to be um, a well, lot to think about. I've been on several times the wine train, and I would like to talk about my most recent trip, maybe a little bit after the break. But I've always noticed the one kitchen. Is there more than one kitchen? Because that's a lot to churn out from one kitchen. There's the muscle kitchen, which I nicknamed many years ago. Yeah. Um, That's the main kitchen where our gourmet experience, our gourmet dining is. That's cool because folks can... I mean, you're just walking through the train. All of a sudden, you're walking by the kitchen, and you can see you and the whole team there. Oh, yeah. Cooking, plating. Yeah, serving. lots of flames and uh, yeah. uh, n- no hell's kitchen going on. But you know, Kelly has to get that food out. Hot food is happy food, so <laughs> you can yelling. actually watch watch the expediting happening, and people really like to see that because they don't really fathom what it's like until they actually see it, and they're right there watching right. it. Um, so we have the 1090 car, which is our muscle kitchen, as I nicknamed it. Mm-hmm. Then we have our um, 1952 Vista Superdome, which there's only 18 in the world, and that's one of them. That's where you were last Friday. Yeah, it's beautiful. And the kitchen's right downstairs, which is the size of a walk-in closet. So, okay, that one's not visible. No, but you can peek in. People peek in all the time, and they can't believe how tiny it is. And then I always say, you know, well, how'd you end up with this job? Well, because I'm skinny. (laughs) <laughs> Getting back to your <laughs> your svelte self, and then uh, there's the uh, the the open air grill car, as I mentioned. So yes, three different kitchens, um, three different menus, and it's all happening at once. And it takes a village. It's not just me. No, oh, sure. You know, it takes all the hardworking men and women on the train, from service to the you know the kitchen, to to turn it out. And it is a lifestyle. To work on the train is a lifestyle. It uh, it takes dedication. You have to be organized even if you don't feel good because you got to call in in advance so that we can fill, you know, 
you know, because we don't have a lot of extra bodies on the train. There's no room for it. There's them. no room for it. And yeah. they're very hardworking. They're very coordinated, too, to, oh, yeah. to get through those skinny corridors, pass each other with plates of food and trays and not mm. spill and break things. It's, it's, it's like a... It's like a well-oiled machine, no pun intended. It's fun to watch. Yeah, Yeah, it is. I want to get more into you, sir, a little more personal. When we come back from the break, we'll talk a bit more about the wine train as well. Uh, You're listening to Judd's Napa Valley Show with guest chef Kelly McDonald of the Napa Valley Wine Train, and we'll be back after just a few. All aboard Judd's Napa Valley Show as we resume our exclusive interview with Napa Valley Wine Train Executive Chef Kelly McDonald. Kelly, welcome back. Thanks. Yeah, that was a nice little break. We got to chat a bit about this and that. And, um, you know, something came up, and that is when you're on the train, there must be, I mean, you must just expect the unexpected. When you're in a kitchen that's rocking and rolling and Passengers and guests are walking by. There just must be some crazy situations. Has anything just really weird happened that you had to deal with? You know, well, the unscheduled stops every once in a while. If uh, it's a busy Napa Valley day and someone is on the tracks, we'll stop and, you know, you look out, see what's going on. Uh, I think for the challenge on the train for us is to make sure that um, we leave our pantry behind, you know. So we have oh. to make sure that all the all the food is on board. So we've had we've had a couple of rendezvous with the train uh, uh, through the years. Where uh, holy mackerel, we need uh, not mackerel, but uh, maybe the sturgeon uh, left in the walk-in. He left the sturgeon at home. <laughs> Quick. So what happens? Somebody throws it in a van and meets yeah, you we ice it down and. Uh, you meet somebody in, in Yontville at our Yontville station. I mean, it doesn't happen, but maybe uh, every couple of years, something something crazy like that. Uh, we've we've stopped uh, near Redwood for emergencies, and people say, oh, they're getting out to, to go to Knob Hill to get something. Well, that's not true. But <laughs> <laughs> you forgot something on your grocery list. Hey, stop the train. There's a, yeah. there's a store. No, but, um, but it's funny how rumors fly. But, yeah, um, I would say that. That in culinary wise, that's that's the biggest challenge. To make sure we check our list, uh, you know, people from all over the world uh, ride the train on a daily basis. So, uh, um, you know, there's always a story here or there. But uh, yeah, it's never never a, a day that's the same on the Napa Valley Wine Train. Well, you're you're bringing to mind the very first time the the wine train rolled out back in <laughs> 1989 um i guess you weren't quite with them for a couple no. more years but you're talking about strange things that happen and uh so this i was in high school must have been a senior in high school and i think i'm t- would you like to give another exclusive this is a first time story lauren this is a judd's napa valley show exclusive <laughs> so it's 1989 thank you lauren and it's the first time the wine train is rolling out. And at that time, there was, you know, it's a little controversy, as pretty much any big project's going to have when it first starts. And us being high schoolers just love getting involved in some controversy. Let's cause a little trouble. So happened to be at a, a uh, poker game. Mm. I won't give the location because who knows? I don't want to, you know, <laughs> indict the innocent. So at a poker game that was taking place a little south of St. Helena, uh, but at a location very close to the tracks, like pretty much adjacent to the tracks. <laughs> so, you know, I've, maybe I don't remember what hand I had. Hopefully it wasn't too good. But we hear the rumbling 
coming along and all of us kind of look at each other like, here it is, what we've been hearing about for so long. We've, we've got to mark this occasion somehow, right? <laughs> so we all ran out along the tracks right there. And how would, you know, your typical, you know, high school troublemaking boys greet I can train. only imagine. Yeah. There, there was uh, <laughs> a little bit of, you know, turn the other way, drop the pants, and shake it for the passengers. <laughs> so, yeah, we mooned the wine train. Not proud of it, but it happened. So the next day in the paper, I remember reading, um, I don't know if it was Pierce Carson or, you know, one of the local guys who does, you know, the great lifestyle pieces here in the Napa Valley Register was writing, it was a lovely evening on the train. Uh, the views, the food, the service, everything was great, marred only by, you know, some hooligans, shenanigans, you know, <laughs> in St. Helena. And we... You, you were know, the hooligans Yeah, yeah, we got, we, we, got to, we got to pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> and I, I did tell that story one other time. First time on the air, though, Lauren. And that was when we were invited as Judd's Hill to be one of the guest vintners on the 20th anniversary ride mm-hmm. uh, to pour our wine and host guests and I just thought it was so funny that 20 years before, there I was mooning the train, and 20 years later, here I am an invited guest. There. So, for what it's worth, my own recollection of wine, crane, wine train crazy situations happening. Judd's confession. There you go. <laughs> Let's talk about these vintner lunches you do, because that's something I also get to participate in, and I think they're incredible. I just did one last Friday in the Vista Dome car, mm-hmm. and you put together... Just a beautiful menu, several courses, each one paired with a different wine. Um, I can only speak to what you've done for us. I've only gone to our Judd's Hill ones. But you really capture the essence of the wine to pair seamlessly with the food. I've never been unimpressed with a wine pairing that you've done and never gone to one of my other glasses. I've, I've really realized that when you're pairing wine, stick with the wine that you had in mind for the dish. Well, thank you. Uh, that's quite a compliment. I... I have a couple of things that I do. I taste it on an empty stomach, and it's when I get to drink wine for a living. You know, when when all the, when we set these up and slate them um, in advance, uh, I get I receive the wines from the winery, and uh, in this case, I received your wine about a month ahead. And um, being in advance, I I keep in mind what's going to be in season when I actually uh, do the menu, and. Um, it's a lot of fun because I, I like to be a purist to the wine. What flavors am I getting out of your wine smells? That's why I go home or I go upstairs uh, at the, the wine train commissary up, uh, you know, the Culinary Arts Center up above, a nice view of the river. Mm-hmm. And I go up there and I just, I don't have anything that can persuade me. It's all about the wine. And that's, that's what I, you know, was telling you last week. And that's what I tell all the, the vintners uh, that come uh, each year is that it's, you know, it, it, it really starts and ends with the wine. The food has to go. Because back in the day, you, you used to order the wine and then the food was around the wine. Nowadays, we kind of do it backwards. And I, I, like, I, I like the old tradition of putting the wine first, saying we're going to have this, and then we're going to make the menu around the wine. So that's what I do. And when you're thinking about it, are you really picking apart the qualities of the wine? Absolutely. H- how do you come to decide, you know, which foods are going to work? What does the what does the 
Chardonnay or Sauvignon Blanc or whatever wine I'm starting with, whatever varietal, what do I get in the nose? What flavors of food and essence of food do I get out of that that aroma and taste? What does it do to my tummy? Um, you know, sometimes you you sip and you get a little bell pepper or a little cucumber kind of feeling in your tummy. I can't explain that, but hopefully people know that I'm not too crazy. But yeah, it's you know, if you get a little pepper or 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 white pepper, um, do you want to? The question is, do you want to pair or judge or, or bridge away from that? And so I decide um, how I'm going to do that by what flavors are in the wine. Food-wise, mm-hmm. for every layer and tannin, you as a winemaker, um, there is in wine. There are hundreds in food because you know tannins and layer in food, tannins and layers in in wine. Yeah. Um, so I just keep that all in mind. Uh, if I had uh, 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 anything, one particular pairing last year, I had a very vanilla essence, both in smell and aroma and flavor on my first sip. And so I did a, a vanilla scampi. Oh. Now you could bridge away or you could, and it was pretty crazy, but it worked. And it was just a tiny bit of vanilla bean in there. Um, and it worked really well. People were really blown away and they're like, this isn't going to work. And that's, that's my favorite. <laughs> you know, when people say, oh my God, what is he thinking about? Yeah, and it works. Yeah. But, you know, subtlety in flavors too, you know, just that little bit of essence. Of, of of vanilla made made the whole dish work. I oh. think. Well, you certainly it certainly works every time I've had. I don't know if I've had that vanilla scampi, but every time I'm on the train, do you ever do you ever try to contrast? Like, say, if you get a sweet type of thing in the wine, you pair it with something that's tart. Or are you always trying to match flavors? Uh, I'm curious. I want yes. to know for my own self no, when I'm cooking you know, at home. You have a really good point. Yeah, I tried to do contrast. Uh, um, we did the grouper this last week, yeah. encrusted with uh, with the porcini dust, with and the mushroom, that was yeah. yeah, and that was earthy. And you know, instead of doing uh, a, a red meat or you know, you know, uh, in, you know, like it would go great with lamb, but that's a no brainer to me. You know, that's going to be a no. That's going to be easy. So I. I, I wanted to give the guests a real Napa Valley experience of you can think outside the box and take a white fish and make it earthy enough to stick up to a to a red wine to a cab any day of the week if you know so yes I I sometimes bridge with sometimes I try to pull away and go a different direction to really bring out the flavors that jamminess of the red wine so I think that answers your question. I yeah. think so. Yeah. There's a lot of information there. I'm yeah. gonna. I'll be over next week, and you can. I'll see if you listened or not. <laughs> Let's work that me. out. <laughs> you know what? We got to do that sometime. And I got to invite myself over to you. You just got yourself a new fat pad up in the hills. I do have a new fat pad. Is yes. there time? It, not time. I don't know how much time you have. It seems like you're always busy. But is there space? It sounds like you've got a kind of a ranch now. Are you gardening? Are you planting? Are you raising things? Are you? Is this like Rancho McDonald where you're growing and raising your own food? So middle-aged McDonald has a farm. Because <laughs> uh, I don't want to say old. Right? No, no, no. Absolutely yeah, not. Yeah. Um, Actually, you're one of the most youthful dudes, and I'm, I hope you'll just blame it on drinking red wine and eating well. It takes the wrinkles out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I appreciate that. Um, I just enjoy life, and I always stay busy. I just, uh, I'm a little hyperactive, I guess, and I like it that way. Uh, 
uh, just day six, uh, six nights in the new house. So I don't have anything <laughs> planted. Uh, oh, it's that I'm new. good, wow. but I'm not that good. Yeah. So there's nothing there, but... Uh, What's the plan? Dry. What's the plan? Don't have one. No? Uh, you know... Edible garden? Or? Yeah, of course. Well, we'll just see. Uh, I don't know. Julie and I, uh, my, my beautiful wife, grew up on a ranch in, in um, Madera, California, Central right. Valley. Mm-hmm. Her dad was a grape grower um, and did some main raisins and stuff like that. Yeah. She's always wanted uh, some property and, and uh, it was a lifelong dream. Kids are off the payroll so, right. and grown up, so it's our turn. And, uh, you know, uh, going to stay busy at the wine train and this is just a hobby, really. Are you the kind of guy that would would raise you know animals to eat? Would you have chickens or rabbits? I or? could do chickens, and I love fresh eggs. Our neighbor just came across the street the other day and brought us some fresh eggs, and that was pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that uh, yeah, I could do that, but not not the goats and stuff. I mean, I need some goats to trim some trees. Right, but no. you wouldn't then turn them. No, into... I don't. No, I'll probably end up naming them. Right, know? once you name something. You yeah. can't then go ahead and eat, you know. Yeah, I can't. Junior, take, <laughs> whatever. Right. Well, Judd the goat, I could never do anything <laughs> to Judd the goat. So, <laughs> Judd so. the goat will eat plenty, though. That's yeah. for sure. I can guarantee you that. So, well, that's nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited. So that's probably eating up your free time at the moment. Not really. No. Um, not eating it up. You know, my dad always said, if you find something you really love to do for a living, you never work a hard day in your life. Yeah. So that's the wine train for me. And then this, the, the, uh, our Windy Flats pad up Monticello is, is just a hobby. It's going to be just when we get to it and love and nurture it and have fun out there. That's great. What do you do for fun when you're got your free time do you do you go out are you going to restaurants do you what do you like to i know you're a motorcycle rider yeah yeah uh haven't done a lot of that lately but yeah i ride i ride my harley and i enjoy that um one of my favorite times is harvest Mm -hmm. you know that sour grape that lazy kind of misty smell that beautiful Uh, rotten pumice aroma that pervades the valley usually a full moon and i'll get on 29 and Sometimes go all the way over to the Valley Moon, over Sonoma, and back. So, riding motorcycles, cycling, do a little cycling. Although I'm never going to be crazy enough to go up Monticello Road for all you cyclists to do that. You are crazy. Yeah, and you're pretty hardcore, too. Do you do century rides? Yeah, I did. uh, I only did a half century this year, uh, two, actually, um, with my youngest son, Keith, who's 24. And so that's our thing together. It's, um, uh, beer making uh, with my oldest son Ryan is our thing, and then oh, cycling right with the other one. As long as they don't do them back to back, right, right, right. They complement, <laughs> they compare and contrast. Yeah, that's uh, cool. And around town, are there places you like to hit? You know, I Napa just Valley. love how downtown Napa has developed. You know, the Oxbow is so exciting. I just hit pairs. Uh, the the let's see, two weeks ago, and enjoyed that, and right on the river there. Mm-hmm. So you know. Uh, I, I like to stay in as well as I do to go out, you know, because I'm you know, out and about so much. But, uh, right. yeah, of course. And um, Julie and I go out a couple times a month and hit some of the restaurants. To it's good to know you're getting out. Who's, yeah. who's doing some? Are there, are there spots where you just there's something you always have to have or you just think they're really spot on that you find yourself gravitating back to? Oh, I always well. like to get restaurant recommendations from other I, chefs. I, I would have to say, I would say my my favorite place um, t- 
to eat out is got to be Hog Island Oyster Bar. Oh, yeah. Just sit down. I just, I like the simplicity of it all. I like going outside. Even on a day like today, last time I was there with my oldest boy, um, it was raining a little bit, but we were under the awning outside. We just, it was packed inside, and we went out there and had a couple cold ones and a couple of big platters of oysters. Oh, that sounds great. It's just, you know, it's just. You know, it's in our own backyard, you know, and these oysters are are not, you know, they're 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 local. local. Yeah, Tamales Bay is not far at all. And that's giving me some ideas. I mean, today is, it's weird. It's June 25th, summer. Last week, hot, hot, blazing sun. It's pouring rain. I'm looking out the window right now. It's just dumping rain down here. But that kind of sounds nice. There's, There's something sort of lovely about sitting out under an awning in the rain, yeah, drinking wine or beer and a few oysters. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe that's where I'm going to head right after the show here. I want to ask you about uh, on the train, you also offer all these getting back to the train, getting back to work now that we've had our fun. But they're very fun experiences. You've got the Vintner's Lunch that happen every Friday from, is it June through October? It's kind of the high season. Yeah. Every other Friday. Every at other least. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Where a different winemaker mm-hmm. comes on, features the wine. You have Murder Mystery Night. Yep. Are that's- there. That's a lot of fun. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, I want to hear about it. Yeah. That sounds fun. Are there special menus? Are there murder mystery menus you come up with? Um, well, no, we haven't put any of the, the dead ones on the menu yet. Um, <laughs> but it, it's it's a gourmet uh, dining experience, so it's our, our gourmet experience. But they, it's also, it's interactive, so it's fun. They'll come up and steal your silverware off the, off the table. And yeah. it, I really suggest to people when they say, just like you did, hey, is this fun? Yeah, it's a blast. I strongly suggest doing it with uh, a couple of couples because the interaction is is much more magical and uh, just a hoot. It is Did I say hoot? You did. That's fine. I'll yeah. bleep it later. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. We'll get the FCC on us. Uh, I keep thinking about that. It sounds, I'm going to say it, a hoot. It sounds like a fun time. And it seems like that would be fun if we could get a big group, mm-hmm. you know, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, maybe people to go do this with us and just to have that experience together. And that uh, all that information, I think, is on the website, which is, what is it, winetrain.com? Winetrain.com. So you can find out the schedule. You can find out what's happening if you want special events, if you just want to take a roll up and down the valley. Mm-hmm. It's all available. All kinds of tours. Uh, we have the Castello de Amorosa Castle Tour. So where, where can you go and... Ride a train, have a gourmet experience, and for you know for lunch, and then uh, uh, disembark in Saint Helena and go see the castle. And if you haven't seen the castle, it's pretty amazing. Oh, have it's you been up there? I, I have, and it's it's very impressive. Mm. You know, I guess my expectations. It shouldn't have been this way. I mean, I know Dario has been working on that a long time, but I worked in film production for a while in Hollywood, and so to me, just in my mind, when I heard always oh, building a castle, I I guess in my mind was envisioning be kind of Hollywood knockoff of a castle. Kind of cheesy is what you're saying. Well, I, didn't, I don't know because I just had a feeling he had a good vision. So I didn't think it would be cheesy. I just didn't know how authentic it would be. And when I got up there, man, I was blown away. It, it is an amazingly realistic, was yeah. it 13th century or 1300, 14th? Yeah, it's 13th. Um, ca- it, castle with, with everything, the moat, the drawbridge, and everything looks 
authentic. I, it really didn't look like set builders, and obviously they weren't. They had real artisans come over and put this thing together. And All the real rock and yeah. brick and everything's coming from Europe, from castles that were falling down, you know? So it, it was... I, I had a chance to cook there. Um, Did you? Yeah. Uh, uh, Hands Across the Valley um, uh, pimped me out. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so it was a great cause, and um, uh, Philippe Chanty purchased... Uh, 15 guests at the castle and so no pressure here i am mm-hmm. i think i had a my adam's apple was the size of a grapefruit when i saw that who purchased it but uh um yeah, the chef philippe gentil yeah uh-huh. domaine chandon yeah, and was, bistro gentil it was it was an honor to cook for him there and i used the pizza oven there in the hallway and they have a really nice uh, kitchen anyways it was a blast Cool. So lots to do on the wine train, and if nothing else, you can just go stand at the kitchen window and stare at Chef Kelly McDonald while he cooks. I have an important question I must ask you at this point, Chef. Do you go nuts for donuts? I do. Well, then you are in luck, because right now, I'm going to put in front of you this pink box with a selection of donuts, and I would like for you to pick one out. Mm. Free choice, any one you want. Go for this one. Uh, the maple old fashioned, somewhat mm-hmm. of a traditionalist here. Lauren, why don't you help yourself to one of these two? Whatever one you want. Sure, Judge. So we're you're, we're here in Napa Valley with the chef. We're eating donuts. As you're nibbling on that and enjoying it, what would you be drinking with that donut? Hmm. The squeaky chair. I would here. think a little late harvest. Late harvest. Oh. White, red? White. White. Mm-hmm. Too early for the red for me. All right. A little late harvest white. I'm going to bring... We have yet to release it. We just bottled it, but in a few months, we have what we call it a tardy harvest roussan, Ooh. which I think you'll enjoy. So I'll, when that's out, I'm going to bring you a bottle of that cold and another maple old-fashioned donut and see, see, see what you think. wrong or right on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And now that you've had your donut, it's time to play everyone's favorite party game here on Judd's Napa Valley Show, Mad Libs. You know how this works. Recall your schoolhouse rock, <laughs> your childhood, your schooling. Here we go. We're going to go with an easy one first. I need a year, any year from history. Uh, let's go with the year that all began. All right. 1965. 1965. Man, you are a youthful dude, if that's, if that's true. And man, I'm... <laughs> Please say it's the red wine. All right, plural noun. Um, let's see. Holy jeans? Holy jeans? Like holes in your jeans? Oh, holy yeah. jeans. Holy uh, jeans. Like holes in your pants. Okay. It also sounds like it could be an exclamation. Holy jeans. Okay, another <laughs> plural noun. How about flip flops? Flip flops. Like casual attitude. Uh, a noun. How about rocks? Rocks. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, an adjective, a descriptor. You're good at those. How about uh, this morning has been a little wacky? <laughs> good. Glad to hear you <laughs> say that. Wacky it is. A geographic location. So a place uh, on the map. How about, uh, how about New Guinea? New Guinea. Never been there. Me neither. Take a culinary trip there sometime. A couple more. Um, an adjective? 
Another descriptor. Crazy. Crazy. And one more adjective. Mm. People have called me this uh, often. Uh, wild. Wild. Wild and crazy. Fantastic. So, Chef Kelly McDonald, in looking at the winetrain.com page about you, I found a little bit <laughs> about you. Kind of a bit of a bio, which you've just rewritten now via Mad Libs. <laughs> so let's find out a bit about Chef, shall we? Here we go. It is not just respect for the experience that makes McDonald's meals a captivating and joyful culinary journey. It is his belief in, in the food source itself. Having joined the wine train team in 1965, been there a while, man. <laughs> no chemically enhanced holy jeans, no meats laced with flip-flops find their way onto any plate of rocks served as part of the exceptional wine train experience. <laughs> rocks would be good because I could just rinse them off and serve them again. My food costs would be yeah. awesome. Let's get into that, man. <laughs> All right. McDonald's wacky affair with food started in childhood when he spent time with his grandparents at their New Guinea beachfront property, fishing, gathering clams and shellfish, and making them integral parts of family celebrations. McDonald's philosophies are just one of the underpinnings that make the wine train a crazy and wild experience. Congra awesome. Congratulations, sir. <laughs> I like that bio much better. Yeah, well, we could talk to somebody in marketing over there. Maybe we can make that the official <laughs> Kelly McDonald page. Uh, I really want to thank you for being here today. It's always a pleasure uh, being on the train and chatting with you. I'm glad you were able to sit down and get to, little, get to know a little bit more about... You and the man behind the rolling kitchen of Napa Valley. Thank you, Judd. Yeah, so folks out there, go see Kelly at winetrain.com. Get onto one of those fabulous experiences. Go get your Giants tickets for August 6th to see Mr. Lauren Mole singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. That's going to be a hoot, ain't it? It sure is. All right, we'll see you next time. So, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Lauren Mole. <laughs> Now, live from Trader Vic's Restaurant and Bar in the city that's, well, closest by the bay, Emeryville, California, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show.